0: This podcast may contain some spoilers about the film we're going to talk about, and also some bad words and foul language. Sorry, Mum. Hello, and welcome to this eighth episode of the What A Load Of Rank podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about movies. I am joined... I'm Well, first of all, I'm Ed Cunningham, because I'm the most important, obviously. I am joined, (laughs) as always, by Hamish Douglas. All right, boys. uh, Jim Stratton.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And, of course jeremy hillary boob <laughs> hello <laughs> well, of course yeah, yeah well do, I, do you recall the be- my, the the beauty-
2: my real name <laughs> I <need> the credits. <laughs> I
0: got rid of your alias of course it's the gorgeous garen harry hello why
1: don't we get gorgeous before our names ed
0: because you're not gorgeous okay yeah yeah shut the fuck up Jim (laughs) Uh, this is the podcast where we each take it in turn to suggest a film to each other which we think is interesting worth talking about Um, this week it was my turn Um, and so obviously I went for the 1968 film Yellow Submarine
2: I must complete my bust two novels, finish my blueprints, begin my begin most must you always talk in rhyme (laughs) if I spoke prose you'd all find out I don't know what I talk about Ad hoc, ad hoc, and quid pro quo. So little time, so much to know. Hey, fellas, look. The footnotes for my 19th book. This is my standard procedure for doing it, and while I compose it, I'm also okay. reviewing it. A boob for all seasons. How can he lose? Will you notice is good? It's my policy never to read my reviews. There must be a word for what he is.
0: Directed by... George Dunning, and they've written well a few writers on this, uh, which are uh, Lee Minoff, Al Brodax, Jack uh, Mendelssohn and Eric Segal. <coughs> Segal.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks, guys. So yeah, um, this film—it's it's, um, it's an animated film. It's it's cut, I guess a, a, a musical. Um, the... the, the This is a film actually quite close to my heart. This is a film that, as a kid, we had it on VHS and we played it all the time. When all the other kids were watching, you know, their their Lion Kings and uh, you know that that explains a lot. If you ever met Ed, (laughs) (laughs) this 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 is the film that Dad sat me down in front of. Um, The premise of the film is, I guess, there's um, there's a place called Pepperland, uh, and these bad guys when Pepperland is this beautiful colorful musical place and then the blue meanies who hate music come along and they turn everyone to stone and they stop all the music and uh this one character old fred manages to escape to go find help and he gets in a yellow submarine and he goes finds picks up the, the Beatles um or the animated caricatures and uh then brings them on a journey through very different dimensions back to pepperland um that's the basic premise um but this film, I think, is kind of more than the basic premise. It is, I don't think it's it's what you'd usually expect from a kids' animated film. Uh, in terms of like historical animation, this this changed quite a lot. Um, so I guess, I guess what I want to start off with is whether this film met any and what your expe- expectations were when you first came in and how you felt coming out of it. Um, so let's start with. Uh, garen
2: hello uh i i really i really liked it i thought it was uh really good i'm a big fan of beat uh, of of mr Beatles, uh and uh, uh i yeah so i i really enjoyed it uh i thought the animation was cool it was crazy it was very very 60s uh just uh, proper proper psych- psychedelic um and uh, yeah, it's mad to think that there was so much detail, so much packed in, and animation back then, before, before the day of computers and things, everything done by hand, it's, it's an absolute pain in the ass to do. So I think it was a really, really well done job.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Jim,
1: uh, what, what, what do you what do you think? The best way to describe it is, I'm just going to read the first note in my notes, right? What the fuck am I watching? I should be high. Um <laughs> Uh, so much colour, as Ed, Ed has said, um, and I I gather it's aimed at kids. Uh, I don't know any kids where around where Ed grew up in Surrey, uh, but I know a few kids in Swindon. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether that would have landed uh, too well down in Swindonia. Um, I enjoyed parts of it, but for 90% of the film, I was looking at it going, what is A going on? And how can I get this time back in my life before I die? <laughs> okay, that's
0: very honest. Uh, okay, Hamish, uh, did this? Did you expect anything from this film? And and how how did it uh, impress you?
3: I'd seen I'd seen this movie reference lots in in other things, but I'd never seen it before. I'm not the biggest Beatles fan. Um, I sort of there's a, a couple. I have a couple of things that I, about The Beatles that I think makes me a bit of... I've gotten a bit of an aversion for, to them, which I'll go into in a bit uh, later. But this movie was enjoyable enough. It kind of... Um, it seemed to sort of capture a few things. Um, obviously, The Beatles' uh, interest in psychedelics and, uh, I think, transcendentalism um, and sort of the dreamlike quality was kind of very similar to the nature of kind of innocence and the way that I think children's imaginations work um, which I can see if you're a kid uh, you would enjoy that. but like me and you Ed I've had conversations about this before when people talk to you about their dreams or about their experiences on drugs and quite often find it kind of bit bit bo- bit boring and a little bit uninteresting. Can't say this movie did a whole lot for me, although I appreciate it sort of its um, cultural significance.
0: Fair enough. Well, well, let's let's start with that then. Let's start with sort of the the look of this film, which um, I think everyone sort of picked up on firsthand. The um, I, I, sh- I should mention the art director for this film, Heinz um, Edelman. Edelman. I, again, I I'm sorry with all these names, I'm terrible at them. Um, this film visually is an what I what I would call it a masterpiece. It is so full of color. And as uh, Garen said, um, no CGI at the time. So it's all done with these amazing techniques to create a kind of very, very visually stimulating, uh, experience. And as, as others have said, you know, you, you, you gotta reckon that a, a few of the people made in this film, um, uh, had, had popped something in their in their coca Colas for sure. Um, <laughs> does anyone want to start with talking about um, the visuals?
1: Um just,
2: I'll,
3: I'll there say... was um
0: oh everyone does. All right, let's not yeah. right.
1: so, oh! about... hey, We'll go Hamish first, shall we?
3: Um thank you very much. Uh yeah, the it was a really cool style of animation for sure, very um very original. There were bits that seemed almost sort of uh, Dali-esque. There was a um weird long-legged camel creature thingy that was running along. Um so I think there was a lot of influence taken there. There was um also the one thing was weird. It kept freaking me out and once I saw it I couldn't unsee it. It's the way that their hands are drawn. Um once I started it once I started to see they started looking like flippers to me rather than hands and then I couldn't get out of my head that they were they had flippers for hands. <laughs> and it's I start, and I started thinking of like the penguin Danny DeVito. Uh just like yeah. yeah, just it made it look really grotesque to me. Um but yeah, I think it was um very cool, very groovy yeah
0: all right then Jim as you were so polite and Hamish go why don't you go next
3: thank
1: you very much um I you, Garen. Uh, one, of the, <laughs> uh, one of my notes um is this looks like it's been drawn by a four-year-old uh, now I'm not a great artist myself uh, and that's a thousand times better than I would do if I had to draw uh for that a length of time but when this um when I said it because I watched it with my family as well I said to my family do you think the drawings uh, good, and they're like oh it's um it's okay for the times, but in the times there were uh Walt Disney all these uh, cartoons that were going on with better hand drawn quality than what we saw in the in the piece there Hayish was about the hands, all their heads were different sizes, some were uh massive uh some uh, in terms of height were massive, some people were tiny um some of the creatures weren't un uh, you, know, you couldn't you couldn't really make out what they are um Colors, yes. Visuals, yes. Um, but it lost its uh, mojo about in five minutes in for me. I lost that. Wow. Appeal. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think you've got to remember that uh, this this film did not have the budget that a Disney film would have had at the time. You know, I'm sure if they had the time and money, they would have spent much more time. But
3: uh, I love. It was a stylistic choice, wasn't uh, it? Ab- well?
0: Absolutely, a very stylistic choice. Uh, Garen, why don't you go ahead?
3: Yeah,
2: it's. Uh, I love the design of the characters uh, themselves. I thought that it was. It was. You know, close your eyes, think of the Beatles, and uh, there they are. It's, uh, it's. 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 They're quite famous images, and uh, just the way their movements, the way they walked, and everything. I just thought it really, really sold it. Uh, each. Each individual had their own little style, and I noticed a lot of side to side walking with their hands swinging in front of them, the their legs going up and down like at the same time. I thought, oh, yeah i just thought it was really really cool and uh yeah
0: yeah I, th- I think also in terms of character design um uh the the blue meanies and all their sort of uh evil uh henchmen i remember as a child and and even now even now watching it back uh are, pre- are pretty scary and pretty creepy like there's there's some some people with like bellies that sort of open up halfway and they've got teeth on them there's um Are those the turkish like,
2: people that they... <laughs>
0: yeah i mean that's not racially sensitive all the time no. but then there's also the the clowns where their heads spin around uh i mean it's it's quite a scary film for like a kid i suppose back then you had things like you know uh which were much more scary i remember like pinocchio as well being very scary
2: yeah. oh terrible horrible
0: yeah but the way out and stuff like that um yeah so i mean i yeah i, th- I think it's important to keep in mind that um the year of 1968, that yeah, you're not going to get the smooth hand uh, drawn animation that happened later on. But I think f- for the time and for, for the interesting techniques that they used, I think one of the things that sort of stand out right at the beginning of the film is the sequence of Eleanor Rigby, um, uh, which I, I like you, you could play that and it not be a kids' film, and you'd be like, This is, this is stunning, Garen.
2: Just look at that sequence because I've been to Liverpool and I don't remember it being like that. Uh...
0: <laughs> well, what year do you go to Liverpool?
2: Oh, God. It was 3D. Yeah. <laughs> it's 3D. Yeah. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> For that weird hotel with uh, the sort of Scooby Doo esque sort of people running out through through the doors and uh just, just the, yeah. the the chaos and everything. The the policeman who was sort of beckoning uh, like a, a yeah. s- cat who was also a statue Yeah, who was yeah. just was, yeah. Was, yeah. was there yes. supposed
1: to be some sort of sexual uh, double entendre there with the A pussy pussy? They just seemed to mm. yeah, it was just a bit bizarre. Um Maybe maybe be... just for just for you, Jim. Yeah, I don't know whether <laughs> pussy was a was a, a a word back then uh, in mentioned to female Yeah, ladies. I think
3: so because you had <clears throat> you had uh, was it Pussy Galore and James Bond? But that was what 17? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm I, I I think still. Yeah, although this is sort of more of an uh, adult film than most kids films, I think it's still a kids film. I don't think they were you know shoving that in kids' face. I
3: feel like I feel like it's exactly the kind of the kind of thing that writers and animators in the 60s would have done, put a oh, sexual maybe. joke. In, I think.
0: Uh, I, I also really loved um, uh, the the writing in this. I think it's got some great puns and some great jokes. What, one of my favourite happens, yeah, right at sort of that opening sequence in Liverpool, where um, Ringo uh, references uh, Frankenstein and he says, I, I used to date sister. her sister, Phyllis. Hmm. Uh, I, I do. That's just how oh, James got a confused look on his face.
1: No, I got, I got the, I got the joke. I just thought that they were all.
3: What's the, what is the
1: joke? What's the joke? joke? A philistine, is. Oh, I got it. You didn't is, get it yet. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, You're come, not a philistine. You, you, you come to me for comedy, okay? um No, I, I, I just thought that they were just a I and I, and I know when, when I'm going to say this, you guys are going to uh, smirk, but it was very dad joke, grandpa joke sort of. um it was just so, yeah. so bizarre that the humor they tried to to use there um i didn't laugh during it i was just like mm-hmm. it was more of those oh, you know when i tell a joke you guys do that sort of thing. Oh. <laughs> it, it was it was like being on the other foot
3: i have to say and i'm wary about agreeing with jim on anything but uh yeah i didn't i didn't find a lot of this funny either okay. um a lot of the jokes kind of there was one bit that I found funny. I did actually get an audible laugh. From me, mean, it's just a really short moment where it's John in the submarine and he presses a button with his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I he did does it quite... with like
0: a pointed toe, like as a ballerina.
3: Yeah, I, I did quite enjoy that because it, it was that kind of like blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. It's just like, that was yeah. weird. Um, I did enjoy that.
2: I was just to say, the, the, the sort of jokes, uh, I found them quite funny, and uh, it it's just goes into the sort of silly nature of the whole thing, and uh, puns are always silly, and uh, yeah. you'll never fail, you get your laugh out of you because they are bad, and uh, one of yeah. my favourites is, is right at the start, when, he, when they're trying to find George, and they go, where's George? Oh, it's it's sitter Day, like Saturday, but in a Liverpoolian accent, if you didn't catch that. I thought you might have been having a stroke. <laughs> Uh, and all, all of a sudden they start playing it, like the sitar just comes out and it's just like oh come on that's like that's so sitar yeah. brilliant yeah, yeah i mean
0: i think you you do have to sort of think about the time of the film uh, when the film was written that you know this was like the higher company i i do know um i've i don't remember his name but i think uh, for writing this film i think they did get a famous liverpudlian writer in to come and make uh, the script a little bit more liverpudlian so i think that's where a lot of the kind of um, jokes and, and puns came in as well um so yeah in, in this film like the the, the Beatles were gathered together on the El submarine the and then sort of a lot of the journey of this film is this through sort of various dimensions or or seas as they call it and uh, I was just wondering what each person's uh, favorite sea was a favorite uh, part of that sequence was uh, Hamish, why don't you go first?
3: Quite likes the 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 room with all the sort of like the black holes and the portals. And I wonder because I've seen that used in other stuff. Um, obviously you've got the game portal. You have got something. There's a comic book character called Portal you who know, has a similar kind of thing. And I'm wondering if this movie was the first instance of talking about portals in that kind of way, the black hole kind of thing. You stick your arm in one hole and it comes out of another. I feel like this might have been the first use of that. Um, I can't think of anything before that. that might, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some early Disney stuff might have done it. No, I come um, out. but I thought I thought that was cool. Yeah, I did like the 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 bit the the panic bit as well when he just starts having a bad trip, um, and it just goes a bit fucked up for a little while. Wait, isn't that, that isn't that the whole film? <laughs> Which bit are you talking Does, about? When he when he, when he switches the panic thing and then it all goes crazy.
2: Oh, when he uh, when that... when Ringo presses the presses the panic button and gets shot out of the. Uh of the submarine oh right oh um, yes yeah, yeah you have to go rescue yeah it's sort of,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there's a really funny reference to to all this in uh walk hards the dewey cox story um with john c riley and he does a bit where yeah that, that's if you can find that on youtube or somewhere that clip where he beats yeah. the beatles and he goes in his ass a trip with them that's a very funny reference to this film
0: i, I do like there's a bit where where they where they save ringo and he's just been shot by a bunch of uh by a bunch of arrows and he comes back in and they and they say how was that ringo and he said oh i was arrowing
3: <laughs> no. i oh, i hated that, <laughs> that <was laughs> oh, god damn Man. <laughs> all right uh
0: jim jim what, what did you have a favorite c
1: um <sighs> favorite um what
3: My least favorite one was-
1: yeah, no, one that was...
3: Uh, the end credits? Yeah, yeah, that was my favourite <laughs>
1: bit. Um, no, I think this was the same um, scene that um, Hamish is on about. Um, when they're opening uh, bedroom doors and it, they're going to different parts of the like universe, um, and it yeah. was a bit like Monsters, Inc., um, the fact that you know, you're know opening a door and you're in a, in a child's bedroom. Even uh, one of them it opened up and it looked like King Kong was sort of grabbing uh, a woman out of a bed Sort of thing. yeah
0: that's one of the more bizarre points of the film i, I seem to remember yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um uh, well i was already on the bizarre train then it was just that was another domino in the in the whole effect um and then they turn around and see uh george harrison i think it was um driving multiple cars uh and ringo saying that's my car and then it just changes uh it's not, it goes from being red to being blue and being and i was just thinking where is this going that was that was the the, the main. Um, I think that should be the catchphrase or the uh, sort of thing on the film that says, "Yellow submarine." Where is this going underneath? Yeah, because I think it, that fits it, it in with never never
0: well. ceases to su- surprise me. This film, in terms of like the weird shit mm. they managed to come up with. Uh, go on, Garen do you, uh, do you have a a favorite a favorite sea?
2: Uh, I like the sea of time. I thought uh, purely because I, I love the song when I'm sixty-four. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. That See, whole sequence with the beards growing out of his face. Here, and, go. Uh, here we go. Here we th- go. Hamish is here about to do hey. his thing.
3: he stepped forward. Can we? Can I just talk about the songs for a minute? I there's a reason that I have a bit of an aversion to the Beatles, and it's because the first sort of exposure that I can remember to the Beatles was basically all the songs from this movie, or they're kind of they're very like toothless kind of children's songs. Oh, that's, that's a, a bit sort of
0: a overgeneralization. Yeah, There's about three or four, which are a bit shit.
3: Well, like the the, non- the the kind of the nonsense songs that happen in this this movie, like Yellow Submarine, whatever, Lucy and Sky with Diamonds, Windows Sixty Four. That's which, a great although, song although, although, Come on, though. Come on, man. No, no, I, I really don't like these songs, and I will I will admit that a big thing of it for me is that I had this, this this teacher in primary school who used to do all the assemblies. And she would choose from year reception to year six. It was every single morning. We'd have to sing the same list of songs. Every si- without And one fail, of them was she the Beatles. Us- <laughs> <laughs> was she- yeah, no, these, these exact songs, when I'm 64, all of them. And then would force us to do these really cringy, sometimes inappropriate dance moves. Did
1: you go to rock so and I roll have- school?
3: <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> I-, I hate, I hated this teacher so much. And it was just, I have all these horrible associations of feeling really awkward and... Boards basically yeah. associated with these Beatles songs, and weirdly, a lot of um, Stevie Wonder I can't enjoy as well because of the same teacher, which is sucks, which because she obviously loves this music and she doesn't realise that out there there's a bunch of kids that hate these songs because of her.
2: I, I know exactly what you mean, Hamish, because uh, I had a teacher who'd make us watch cats non-stop every lunchtime, and uh, oh, anytime time I see Mister Mustoflees, I just I'm I'm out of it. Oh, mate, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. I
0: I worked uh, for a brief time at HMV, and I remember when Cats the movie came out, they put the old version like on the screens, and that it, I didn't it didn't have any sound when I saw it. But M- magical Mr Mistopheles, I could I, I wanted to punch him in the face through the screen. I I could not stand that man playing a fucking stupid cat. Anyway, hopefully we never have to do
2: that film. See, um,
0: when I was in primary school, <laughs> when I was in primary
1: school, we had all these like You gave me an idea. We had all these Stop. religious songs. Like, he's got the whole world in
3: his hands
1: and all that sort of stuff. Maybe yeah. I'd... This, this is what happens when you don't send your kids to a good
0: Christian school,
3: okay? <laughs> <laughs> there was, speaking, of which, speaking of which, there was one kid and I've never been... like I, There was one kid in our school, he didn't have to go to these assemblies because he was a Jehovah's Witness. And I remember thinking... What a lucky kid! I bet he just said that. <laughs> he was he was actually outside knocking on the door. He doesn't he doesn't get to this kid doesn't get to celebrate birthdays, but also he doesn't have to turn up to these these yeah. assemblies. He's the luckiest kid in the world.
0: That's fair enough. I, I, I just uh, one of my favourite sequences. Um, well, I guess maybe second favourite, but I'm going to say it now because I'm going to get on to the other one and I want to talk a little bit more about it. Um, was the uh, I think they call it the Sea of Science, which is basically what they do Northern Song 2 which I think you like you like Northern Song Hamish the the Beatles song
3: yeah what uh how's it go you can't sing it can we no I can't <laughs> sing it but oh, it's it
0: is, it's a sequence where like they've got their faces on a cube and it keeps rotating and it should really have an epilepsy warning on it because oh, right, all the yeah. colours are oh, flashing yeah. and stuff like yeah.
3: that I have to say this, this the songs in this movie are not uh, my kind of Beatles stuff I like their kind of edgier um more experimental kind of stuff i want to hold your hand I, yeah <laughs> hey dude that's a good that's really yeah. <laughs> it i just i, I, I don't know i think I th- we're not really what, watching this and having had conversations with you ed in the past about my kind of aversion to the beatles i kind of I think i've realized sort of what it is and it's not so much an aversion to the beatles as it is an aversion to kind of Beatlemania mania and i guess Beatles fans beatles fans Sure. And there was just there's some there's something that's always I found a little bit kind of sickening about, you know, you see the, the old footage of like screaming fans and them being mobbed and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think what goes further for me as well, just to get a little bit deeper on it is I, I think in some way the beat was kind of represent for me the failures of a 60s cu- counterculture, how uh, this movement of kind of free love was kind of twisted and commodified and appropriated by but essentially a capitalist system. And there's something about Beatles and how revered they are and how how worshiped they are. And people who say, people who are like massive Beatles fans don't really ever want to talk about the darker side of the Beatles. John Lennon, who was not a very nice guy, um, I let people do their own reading about him. Um, And yeah, I just, I think, that's part of the reason why i kind of get a bit get a bit sick of hearing about the beatles and that you know that movie yesterday that came out a couple years ago that terrible 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 film i that film for me kind of epitomizes like yeah this is exactly how i imagine beatles fans acting as if like oh my god the world was changed because of the beatles when i think it was changing them anyway but yeah i I will say that
0: I, i i i do understand where you're coming from and i get your point but i will say that um I don't think that is. I don't think that's what the Beatles were trying to do. I think it's just the world around them. And I think a good case in point is that what what I believe is some of the background of this film is that uh, they approached the Beatles to be part of this film, and the Beatles weren't interesting, of, interested in being part of an animated Beatles film. So they, you know, sure they signed off the rights to their songs and stuff like that, um, but they weren't going to do the voices. And then um, having having them watch the film, they liked it so much that that's why they do a little cameo at the end um so i i i i do understand that um but that's what like, i mean but, i
3: mean that's that's, yeah. that's what i'm saying is that the, this, the was, cult... this wasn't this wasn't made by the beatles yeah this but this was made by fans of the beatles and... yeah
0: i I think i think it's a really interesting uh film though and um i just want to uh talk about the character of uh jeremy hillary boob because i kind of i kind of felt like <laughs> he was jeremy hillary boob was kind of like garen is to us he was a He was a. He was a. He was a man uh, uh, out in the out in the cold, and we sort of we, we
3: picked him up
2: and we brought him in.
3: <laughs> if I if I'm
2: Jeremy Hillary Boob, you are the blue meanie, Eddie. You are. <laughs> blue you mean, are, blue, you blue are the blue, You're a blue. You're a blue meanie. Yeah. He's
1: got the teeth for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking nothing. Oh.
2: Is that is that how you think of me, that I'm uh, I'm just, I was left out in the cold and you just sort of brought me in?
3: You have a kind of melody to your voice, which is, I guess, a bit like talking in rhyme. Well, no, I, like,
2: I I always thought... as Your sing, sing-songy uh,
3: Welsh accent.
2: <laughs> I always thought I was more of the George of the group, uh, uh, I felt.
3: Uh, obviously, you're G- not George, G- Jim is Ringo, he uh, oh, is a bit of a Paul. No, 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 and, uh, no, 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 no. That is not who it is. Or, John. Look, no no no, no. No, 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 a- no, 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 no. Everyone I'm
0: everyone knows, Hamish. Hamish is John, I'm George, Jim is Paul, yeah. and Thank you're you. Ringo, Gary. I'm not, why am that I Ringo? Exactly, I feel like I'm exactly trying to get ahead it. of this. That is exactly it. I feel it. like he's there exactly <laughs> on the head there with Hamish, because yeah, he yeah. would be
1: the first person we'd kill. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, maybe Garen isn't uh, uh, Ringo, he's...
2: Yoko Chapman.
3: I mean, Garen likes to stay in bed a lot, so...
0: Um, so I, I mentioned earlier that there was this one sequence which I really, really adore, and it is uh, the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds uh, because it uses a very interesting uh, animation technique called rotoscoping. So basically, like they get fo- footage of you know uh, people dancing, and then an animator will use a cell or a or, or paint a glass or whatever to, f- um, to draw over it and paint over it. And in, in that sequence, they really. It, they really bring it and it's very colorful and very psychedelic um Hamish go ahead
3: I just wanted to ask because there was a, a you're I'm sure you'll know this is the animation by the same studio or by the same artist who did the opening scenes for um Monty Python, Monty Python?
1: yeah I thought so but it's, I don't think it
3: is a really similar kind it, of it, it was a lot of cutouts and stuff which I know was a big thing in the 60s cut out cut out art and stuff like that but he was uh, he was
2: was it was it Terry uh, Gilliam who did uh, who did all yeah, of Python's animations it was, wasn't I it? feel he was very did much it? sort of influenced by this film but I don't think
3: like because there, there there was a close relationship with well, the Beatles those and, were uh, before Monty those were before this weren't they I mean this was 1968 this movie I'm pretty sure no,
2: I think Holy Grail came the... out just after, yeah, I mean, yeah, Monty, Pith- Monty, after. Pith- Monty
0: Python Monty Python this sort of around the same time I th- I it's, it's not the same same guy who does it but i think it was um it was i think it was actually a bunch of sort of quite unknown uh people who actually animated this this film um and it's why they could do do the weird shit one of the things i do kind of love about this film is if you look at the blue meanies they've all kind of got like little mickey mouse hats and i love that oh right okay I mean, I doubt that there was, you know, accidental. And I love that as a kind of like fuck you to Disney of being like, yeah, you're going to make all your chintzy little um, happy-go-lucky fucking uh, animations, and we're going to make a fucking cool psychedelic weird film.
2: I was just say as well, you've got the apples as well. If you know, the apples are being used as weapons to throw down onto the people, which is the uh, Apple record label, not the uh, not 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 the uh, the computers. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is just sort of symbolizes, you know, music labels. Just sort of, uh, even though they approved this film and things like that, I just like how that detail was sort of either stuck in or uh, yeah. Or...
3: There's always been a kind of history of uh, of cartoons slagging off their own bosses, isn't there? Though, I mean, like Simpsons always do it constantly with taking a piss out of Fox and
0: mentioning Simp- Simpsons. I um I uh, read an article uh, about a Simpsons animator. Who was talking about this film, and he said that a lot of the references and a lot of things, what they used to talk about in the animation during the Simpsons, everyone was referencing this film because everyone loved it. Yeah, Simpsons is a big fan. Anyway, I... before you talk, hey, yeah, shut sorry, shut shut, shut your fucking mouth, <laughs> <laughs> Jim. Go Jim, ahead. go ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um,
1: means a lot. Uh, and so quickly came to me. I only put, just put my hand up as well, which was crazy. Um, <laughs> any, uh, anyhow, um, I when I first saw the Blue Meanies. Um, my first thought was, is this a dig at the conservatives? Um, but uh, as it went on, I found that obviously blue had a very sad meaning, and they don't like music. Da 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 da. But it just seemed like uh, when uh, today Pepperland is blue, and like, and I know the Beatles are very. uh, I don't think they're uh, conservatory; they're a conservatory. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They like going outside the house. uh, Conservative. Um, I, I. I don't know what political party they uh, they backed up but I presume like, it's not. Liverpool isn't Tories. it? So... <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah I'd say they're probably pretty liberal, yeah,
0: I'm not, liberal. I'm not yeah, they're liberal. I don't think they ever affiliated themselves with a particular party. But, but I don't
3: feel like this movie particularly had a lot of subtext i think it was kind of the idea is just uninhibited imagination and kind of freedom of thought i don't yeah, I mean, think there was a whole lot of psychoanalysts analysis or kind of subtext going on
2: if, if if i if i recall the imdb page that i quickly looked at before the recording uh they were originally supposed to be red or purple but there was a color issue when it came to the animation mm. and it became blue i like blue so, better um blue, also blue works better
1: Can I just talk about one of the lines that they say at the very start, the blue meanings? I haven't laughed this much since Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah. Is is that, is that, is that, and this is a kid's thing?
2: well i mean what because they're it, bad it, guys right yeah they're bad well, what guys. would they like because they, they're sort of like anti <laughs> anti sort of fun aren't they they're like yeah. they're on the oh yes they, they had everything. so much fun at Pompeii, didn't yeah. they <laughs> so much well, that, fun. That's, but that's well, they what, what he's quite... saying is that
3: they're laughing at other people they laugh at other people's misery yeah. it, it's
1: having misery it... have... oh, yeah god they do have
3: uh, <laughs> what, Pompeii wasn't misery <laughs>
1: it's not that much time
0: for misery they were, like, having sex and jacking off <laughs> before it happened. It must have been an absolute whale of a time.
3: Yeah, no, it is. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, there's, there's statues of people, like, jacking off and shit. Yeah. Um, you
0: no, know, the blue minis, are, they're quite fascist, really. They've got a bit of fascist undertones, I think, uh, in it with mm. all their it's like the Big boots, didn't And big boots, yeah. Um, I will mm. say, so, one of the designs of the villains is, 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 is glove. Hello, glove. <laughs> and I remember that absolutely terrifying me as a kid. This sort of huge... Glove with teeth and an eye which chases people. It's just, I mean, yeah, you, you these guys must have been on LSD like throughout the whole whole time trying to uh, make this film.
2: Well, so uh, the uh, uh, well, I think I read that the sort of lead animator for this, the guy who came up with the original designs for the blue Meanies uh, actually came out out of the film after accusations of uh, using psychedelics and said that no, he's uh, he he'd never used them in his life. He was he was a conservative guy who uh, only ever relied on drink to get by. Uh, was his but it's weird defense. because
3: because even the Beatles up until I think even to this day Paul McCartney still says that Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds doesn't have anything to do with LSD and it's just no, absolutely well, it, it polish, doesn't because
0: it? uh one you got it wrong John Lennon wrote that song and two the the reason the reason yeah Lennon... I know I know
3: I know I suppose I said but John Lennon's not yeah. alive. I'm saying Paul yeah McCartney yeah but it's not about LSD <gasps> he,
0: he he said it's about a picture well, His Paul McCartney,
3: yeah, I know, yeah, I know the story, but that's bullshit. I mean, that song is about LSD, whatever way you. You're, you're the you're the same sort of people who think that Paul McCartney died in 1966, aren't you? You, you? I knew you were going to bring out that. I knew you were going to bring that up. You love you love telling people about that conspiracy theory. Go I'm, ahead, go ahead. did got he got hit by a car tell crossing right.
2: Abbey Abbey Road. <laughs> it took <No>. too long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, no. Um no, I don't believe all that bullshit. Uh, uh, absolutely ridiculous.
1: I had the overriding uh, thought that it was them trying to promote the Lonely Hearts album by just shoving it, shoving the, all the tunes uh, and then just trying to build a plot around it. It was just thinking, oh, how can we get, um, we need to be in a sky of diamonds, or um, let's go to this little Womble character and call him a nowhere man. Um, and then let's, let's sing the song. Da, 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 da. And then what's the next song? Um, we've got uh, it's uh, it's all too much or Hey Bulldog. We need some bulldogs for that. And it's just like it just seemed to just be like. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Go on. Yeah.
0: Ed. I, I, I I I do agree with you, um, but I'm, I'm I'm again gonna spit some Beatles knowledge on you. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree that it, a lot of it is just trying to get from one song to the other. But uh, Hey Bulldog is actually the only song that the uh, Beatles wrote specifically. For this, everything else was from different albums. This was the okay. only song that they uh-huh. they wrote for the film, and uh, only appears, I think, on the soundtrack to Yellow Submarine album. Oh, right.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. maybe. So, so bad shut apple. the fuck up, Jim. Jim <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, and just uh, going on that, that's what I remembered. They just suddenly turn old, and then be like, "Oh, that'd be that'd be a great time to write when I'm 64. Let's shove that in there."
0: Yeah, well, as, as Hamish says, it's just an exploration in imagination. I don't I think you shouldn't really get too bogged down in the plot. It's just kind of, you know, let, let's it, let's see where our brains going It just take seemed and...
1: to me like uh, someone trying to drain the cash cow, beetle, ride Beatlemania by releasing essentially the soundtrack, but with some weird shit. It was it was like Mamma Mia. But that's Mia that's, that's
3: that's how I feel as well about the Beatles. I think that they've been kind of. I think they allowed it to happen to a certain degree, but they really have been used, and every single drop of them has been rinsed out for the benefit of uh, other people. And it's that's kind of yeah, that's the other thing of why I kind of just get I, I get a bit of fatigue with them. I think.
0: Okay, but okay, could you see though this a kids' film like this being able to be made now?
3: If it were to be made now, it would be nostalgic to the point of. Sort of unoriginal, and I can't, I, think, I can't right imagine
2: One
0: Direction will really make a good film. Okay, oh, but 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 that, but that's that's like say say take a band which is a popular band. I mean, and they do a film, an animated film, Darkness. Sh- <laughs> sure, surely, there's there's no chance in today's uh, scene that you could create such a kind of groundbreaking weird film as this. You know, there's got to be some
3: stock in that. This is an interesting point because I think the 60s was the time when you had you had all these kind of innovative and really experimental kind of modes of filmmaking and music and everything else. And it was the last kind of the last gasp of of human kind of ingenuity and art. And everything after that has been postmodern, isn't it? I mean, everything we have now is just a reference to older things. Uh, Nothing new is created. And for that reason, I do really appreciate this movie and and respect it. But I, I, it's just I don't know. I for me, it just uh, there's there's other things from the 60s that I think kind of I I personally can resonate a bit more with.
1: I think um, going back to your point, Ed, about um, would it work in today's world? I think it would in the sort of K-pop world because i think they've still got the the level of beatlemania with them i can't remember the name of the band garen or know because he's weird um what? What oh, do well, I it's, know?
3: it's almost BTS you're, right, Jim, bts you're completely right i mean it's <laughs> almost completely it's almost completely based on that model and that's that's the thing is that the beatles were the first boy band they invented that kind of model okay but so so um,
0: the, the, say, say bts or bands like bts have this have the same sort of stock as as the beatles do back then if you, if they're going to make a bts animated film it's nowhere near going to be as kind of interesting it doesn't have to be groundbreaking just as interesting as a film like this for
3: sh- surely no because i don't think they are. they're not sort of partic- they they're more just kind of good looking kind of people who have some competency with music but aren't actually kind of creative or uh, particularly unique um well maybe they are but at least that's not what they're being sold as
0: Okay, so um uh, why don't we Jim as a resident stat
1: man, you got anything for me? Um I uh, stats, uh, da, 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 uh not that you, I mean you mentioned it earlier about uh, the Beatles not being truly behind uh, this piece, um because it was uh, part of a trilogy. Um I think it was Oh uh, what, what was it? Go ahead. Uh, there was three there was three films that um had, were feature films about the Beatles. I don't have the name of the first, but the second was called Help. In 1965, the uh, first one was called a hard day, hard day's night. There we are, um, and, and then Magical Mystery
3: Tour as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, you got it. And the, so they weren't truly behind it.
3: I feel like we're at like a we're at a party, and it's like Ed's Ed's like sixteenth party, and like we're not allowed to. This is his territory. Like <laughs> he's just like say so something
1: nice about the Beatles.
3: Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally in Ed's own here. We can't. Everything he's just totally. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah I, I just going back to what we were saying before about how uh this would work if it was made today there was actually it was uh pushed forwards uh that they were going to make a remake of this film in i think about 2012 uh and it was going to start i think david tennant was going to play the uh the blue meanie and it was being pushed by the guy who did uh monster house and uh oh christ what? yeah. Polar Express, the guy Robert Zemeckis, uh, right. the the uh, the Polar Express as well, which would have been you know because those are quite. I mean, Polar Express is just like a vis- visually haunting uh, film. So uh, I wonder what his take on uh, this <laughs> this film would have been.
3: It's a funny thing about David Mitchell that I just happen to know is that he he doesn't have a. Set. he doesn't have taste in music he just doesn't enjoy music David Mitchell he's been asked like, who are your favorites?" yeah yeah no, he he genuinely is just like because a bit in Peep Show where he's, there's a Beatles joke in it when he, they're playing like a game where you have to name the band and he mentions a bit of trivia and he goes uh, Beatles are famously four members not everyone knows that bit of trivia for you or something along those like <laughs> where have you come up with um, David Mitchell from he, he, well Garen mentioned David Mitchell was going to be cast in this remake David David. yeah but David you can say David oh. Mitchell
1: fact if you want
3: <laughs> I got out <like, laughs> why I say David on? Mitchell yeah. weirdly, weirdly <laughs> though
0: I, I knew a guy in college who was like a mini David Mitchell and he too if I ever asked him any questions about music about like what you're into like he had no answer and that is just like that's just bizarre I mean I've sure got, um,
3: I've got family members who who say that they just don't I mean they are like quite young, but they say that they just don't there's no bands that are into musical, which is weird because they play instruments mental mental
0: anyway okay well i i uh, I think we're sort of moving on to sort of the scoring of this as as always we score these films out of a hundred all of us, and then we do an average of them um I will start because it's my film and I don't want to i don't want to um influence it anywhere else i this is as I said, a film from my childhood which. I will always love, and no one can say anything else. And I think it's really zero. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to give it the highest score I've given a film so far. I'm going to give it a seventy-five. Seventy-five,
2: Garen. Uh Well, uh, if that's the highest he's ever given. <laughs> Uh, I was I was thinking of going higher actually I, I did really well I, I'm harsh so please go higher if you want to yeah I, I, I like I that quite... Eddie, Eddie's
3: favourite movie gets a 75 yeah. does that just sum up Eddie so much <laughs> it's something which is so dear business. to him like childhood and it's just like 75 you should have
1: seen him on Valentine's Day he was like you're you're adequate
3: <laughs> you'll do yeah Rose red, violets blue. <laughs> You'll do. You'll do.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> um, Garen, you haven't seen uh, it yet. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought the animation style was cool. I enjoyed the music. And I thought the characters were really, really well portrayed. And, uh, and it, it, I left it feeling, feeling good and happy and uh, wanting to sing the music. But unfortunately, we can't on this podcast. Uh, so uh, I was going to give it an 86. Oh,
0: yes, Garen, you are. You are the man. A6 I love H. it. I love it. All right. Uh, sorry, hey, Jim, do you host the show or what the Sorry. <laughs> going um, on? Well, it's,
1: it's either 50-50 who you going to next. So back to you, Ed.
3: Get back in your box, Ringo. Sorry. Okay.
1: Um, Hamish, what's the score?
3: <laughs> um, whilst I didn't it didn't strike any particular chords with for me this movie. I appreciate its cultural relevance, the fact it was well made, and that it means a lot to a lot of people so i'm going to be i'm going to be generous and give it a a 70 a 70 well not 100 and not zero interesting it can have a 70 for me um all right then
0: uh
1: uh, jim it's just you left i feel like a dick now um no you you guys whatever you want (laughs) you guys have given it high scores i'm going to give it um unfortunately i'm going to give it the lowest score of any film so far uh, which is a little bit sad. Uh, it just shows the diverse. Some people it hits, some people it doesn't. Um, the reason I'm going to give it this score is that I can see that there's effort that's gone into it. Um, whether that be a four-year-old drawing it, the four-year-old's been busy drawing it, it? <laughs> so that's fine. Um, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a beater. I don't want say a Beatles fan. I, lo- I like the music. And when it comes on, it cheers everyone up. But I'm going to t- take the music out of this film because it wasn't the film that made the music. Um, they've just used the Beatles' music in it, so I'm going to ignore the music and just deal it as a standalone standalone film. For that, fifteen whoa Mm.
0: wow that is is that lower than baby geniuses remind you he gave jb geniuses baby
1: geniuses 55
0: yeah well i think we've all we've all established
1: that um that the voting system has changed over the last (laughs) eight weeks um but but i'll still give it i i still i still enjoy baby genius more than this unfortunately which is a horrible thing to say all right that is insane Mm, okay that's
0: i I I mean that is that is ridiculous mm. i Wow! All right. Well, fair enough. Um, I've I've, I've
3: added it all together. You gave what? what Did you give Baby Geniuses fifty odd? I think
1: fifty-five. Yeah. Fucking hell! Yeah. Wow. At least I'm not one hundred or zero. So it's fine. Um, So overall, (laughs) we got two, two, four, six all together. Divided by four is sixty-one point five, which is still pretty high. Sixty-one
0: point five. Man, Jim, I I was after uh, Garen Hamesh's score. I thought this was heading straight to the top, Mm. but with your absolutely horrific 15 Sorry. uh what was it 61?
3: 61 61.5 61.5 yeah okay you know that... why i gave it that generous 70 was because i had a feeling jim was going to give it a low score so i get that seven that 70 was for you Dad. Uh, fair enough it's i'm not sure this is the best film ever but uh that means that on
0: our leaderboard it goes in at number four uh so still at the top of the leaderboard is uh is uh, thunder road with a 77 um well done well done Hamish with that with that choice, and it turns out that you are uh next week's choice as well. so what film are you gonna suggest for us?
3: um it's occurred to me that we've had a lot of uh male orientated films. we've had a lot of uh white heavy uh casted movies. we've also had uh uh we had this this animated movie so I'm gonna try and tick all those boxes get a bit more diversity in here with uh 2007's persopolis
0: ah yes i love this film
3: i've never seen it uh and it's directed i believe it's definitely written by it's based on a comic book it's written by i think i'm saying her name right uh marjan satrapi something i've been meaning to watch for years and years and i've never got around to i might even read the try and get my hands on the comic book and give it a read for next week no i
0: think that's a great choice um I, it's been a long, long time since I've seen this film, but I, I do remember um, watching it and uh, enjoying it very much, and it being very powerful um, politically and emotionally. Um, so that's a good one to.
3: Uh, that's a good way to sort of promote the next episode, I think. And um, also, I'm going to say, Jim, you have to watch it with subtitles. Okay. Yeah. No, I, no dubbing. I watch.
1: I watch all of my films with subtitles. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, in English on. ones. You've you've got something to
0: say at the end of the episode, this is interesting. I do,
2: yeah, I just want to congratulate us all on uh, getting through an entire episode without mentioning any serial killers. I think uh, we've sort of oh. broken... A... Yeah, who've he been killing this week, Garen?
3: <laughs> well, you know... Children, animals... <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Whoever yeah. can get his hands on it. It's hard out there, isn't it, Garen? There's not many people about. I'm still waiting,
1: um, I'm still waiting for uh, Ed to give me the, se- the nod to say there's time to tell my Ray Fine story, but he obviously hasn't this... This week. You know
3: what? I'll oh, go tell you a funny story. No, 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 no. I want to so hear
0: Hamish, it. Hamish, I, I, I would have loved to hear it, but we've just run out of time. We've just run out of time. We okay. don't have, have time for it. All right. So thank you so much to listen, for listening to this episode uh, <laughs> on whatever uh, app you're or, or thing you're listening to. Rate and subscribe. If there's a, if a five, if five stars, but I think I think five stars is a good rating for this podcast. I think that I'm sure the rest will agree with me. Five out of ten yeah.
1: or
3: five starts yeah. at five what's the I think oh, people five... should start ranking us and our performance yeah. within the podcast and our looks okay. through our voice
1: Who the... who's the best looking <laughs> just by
0: listening who to us
3: sounds the best
1: <laughs> who sounds though? the best so thank you very much for listening
0: and that's all for us tonight <laughs> thank you very much goodbye